Welcome to That Tattoo Show, hosted by me, Paul Talbot and Chris Harrison. Each month we sit down and discuss current tattoo topics, including how the internet, social media and technology in general have changed the challenges facing the modern day tattooists in an informal, down-to-earth way that's aimed at artists of all levels and abilities. That Tattoo Show is made possible with the support of Electrum Supply. Head over to www.electrumsupply.com and pick up some industry-leading tattoo products for your next tattoo. So are we going to introduce this? Welcome back to this week's weekly podcast that we do every week, talking about tattoo things on a podcast on a YouTube channel. That is the intro. Well done. How are you doing, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this week's show. That'll do, that'll do for an intro. It's a work in progress, you know what I mean? So <laughs> oh, well, you'd have seen in the thumbnail, so it should be pretty um, It should be pretty obvious what we're talking about. We've just, before we hit record, we were both talking about how we're still... Fuck. Absolutely knackered after the London show, and it's Wednesday now. So, just in case you're wondering, it's not Sunday morning. Welcome to your Sunday morning. This is our Wednesday night. Oh, but did you notice that we had to <laughs> we were explaining to people? Somebody actually turned around to me and they were like, So, yeah, you're gonna film the show today? You're gonna take an hour. I was like, We don't actually film it on Sundays, we film it <laughs> no. on Tuesdays. Tuesdays, only this week we're filming on a Wednesday, so it's, it's yeah. Wednesday evening. It's probably about six o'clock, to be honest with you, but if you really you, want to know, you know what I mean. 10 or 11 in the morning and you're probably having a cup of tea, nursing a hangover, just smelling the goodness that's coming out of your kitchen, getting hungry. I'm getting hungry just talking about it and thinking about a nice cooked dinner. So I'm going to stop because oh, I didn't get one to have one on this Sunday. Yeah, especially when you're sitting where I'm where I'm sitting, which is uh, next door to nothing but takeaways. So at this time of day, all I get is the... You, yeah, you're like sandwiched between, isn't you? All I can smell is chips, burgers, pizzas and curry. It's fabulous, but it doesn't have to make you hungry. Indian on the one side, Chinese on the right side, the other side, and then a chip uh, shop. Got, uh, yeah, so it's chip, it's chippy, uh, Indian, Chinese, uh, butcher shop, Italian, Indian, pizza. That cafe, man. So Paul's got a cafe that's a couple of doors down from his shop. And uh, when I when I went up there, I think it was what was it when we were filming with Chris and we had a drink and all that. Probably, so yeah. So we went up there, uh, and uh, he was like. They were like, go down there. They do the best breakfast, like, you know, bacon and egg sandwiches ever. And I tell you, I was not disappointed. No, <laughs> it's pretty good. I just like sitting there and just like, oh, yes. I don't know if this is a compliment to them or not, but they they make the the kind of hangover cure. You know, when you just want a filthy sausage yeah. sandwich, even though you know it's bad for you. I'll tell you where another good place for that is, by you. There's um, a little, like, burger van in the main car park in Bridge End that sells a pretty wicked, like, mm. dirty sausage burger, you know, like, out of a van. When you just go, I know it's bad for me, but yeah. it's going to make me feel a million times better. And, and, and it did. It's great, man. Love nice. it. Shall we start with a bit of housekeeping? Yeah, so... Because we've had some problems with the competition, haven't we've we? We've had scammers. Scammers. You know what? I, I was very much annoyed. Like, literally, the day... After, because I didn't check on it on the day because we were in London. Yeah. But like the next day when I looked at it, it was just like some random fucking guy obviously made an account and he's commented on every single one of your comments going, you're the lucky winner. Yeah. Uh, blah, blah, blah. And they've got our logo and then I'm like, shit. So I had to like delete the user, ban it, put a post up. And then Paul also put a post up as well. So because of that, we've had to slightly change the way we're going to do it. Yeah, so there's... Um, there's a couple of things. Obviously, apparently, 
this kind of thing happens to a lot of people. Somebody did say to us that that's how you know when the channel's getting bigger is when you have these kind of problems. So I suppose in in, in a funny way, it's a good thing for, you know, because it means that at least the channel's big enough to try and rip off. Yeah. But we don't want any of you lot getting ripped off. No. the other problem was, uh, while I was in London on Sunday, I, I bumped into Chris, who we interviewed from Cheyenne, and he was telling me uh, just a tip from one marketeer to another was oh, uh, don't run that. competitions on Instagram because apparently if we run a competition and you lot all comment, the Instagram algorithm sees it as what they call a, call it a comment pod, right? And you can it could get us and you shadow banned on Instagram. So we thought, well, we don't want to do that to all you lot, or us, in in all fairness. And then we had this scammer telling everybody, oh, you've won, message me on Telegram and putting dodgy links in the comments and everything. So we're going to make it really simple. Uh, Anybody who's commented on last week's video will be entered into the competition. If you want to enter the competition, all you have to do is comment down below and me or Chris will get in touch with you. Well, I think first uh, of all... And all we'll ask you for is your address. We won't ask you for, you know, money or your yeah. anything like that. We'll get in touch with you like that. We'll probably just ask you for an email address and then we'll do, we'll go from there. So we'll have to come up with like a safe word or something. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I think we should have one of your catchphrases that nobody would guess as a hashtag. So if we just did like... Hashtag cockwomble. Yeah, could do. So we'll we'll do that. You'd say that you know it's a comment from us. So just yeah. if you look for the comment, this is hashtag cockwomble. You know it's definitely from Paul and Chris. Yeah, man. <laughs> and we'll do that until the scammers catch on, eh? You know exactly. And also speaking of competitions, can you just hold on a second? Paul's gonna do one eternity later. Two seconds. One eternity later. This is our next giveaway. Look at that. What's that? Do them thermal copiers. Not a thermal printer, but a thermal copier. The TIM ones, the ones made in Germany. Remember, the, you know, the big, they used to be black and red. Yeah. Really good quality. Probably like eight, nine hundred pounds worth of kit. This was given to me by Barber DTS so I can do a review video and actually do talk about like what the differences are between one of these and a thermal printer. Yeah. Because it appears that people are buying thermal copiers and thinking they can print 300 DPI pictures. So I said to them, they got in touch with me and I was like, they were like, oh, you know, we know you don't use them. And I said, well, why don't you send it to me? I'll review it and then we'll give it away and it's sponsored by Barber DTS. So there we go. Barber DTS. Next giveaway. Nice. That'll be good. Great if, if, um, great if you don't have the requirement for high resolution stencils. Oh, yeah. I think they're a bit, like... bit low res for what I do. You exactly. Know? And for what I... most people do, to be fair. But if you do simple. A trad. If you do tattoos, like, yeah. you, you know, yeah, if you do trad stuff, they're great for that. They're, they're great for that kind of serious, idea. Yeah. Anyway, it's. Bit expensive. Them light bulbs ain't cheap, mate. Yeah, well, the money you'll save on getting one for free. Well, exactly, yeah. You can buy a couple <laughs> of light, spare light bulbs. Yeah. You know? You'd think by now they'd have LED ones or something. Well, I suppose the heat is the point, the, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, the heat, that's how they generate heat, you know. But yeah, that'll be interesting. But yeah, that's the next competition giveaway. Not comp- giveaway, it's not even that's competition. That's competition giveaway. So just to wet, your, wet your whistle, get you kind of, oof, wanting to <laughs> be like, oh, we could get something for free. Mmm, I love it. <laughs> Right, in London Tattoo Convention. Um, I want to start with, because uh, I don't want to leave it to the end, I, I want to start with a little bit of sad news about London. So obviously we went down to London at the weekend and um, 
the, the one thing that struck me, because I've done a lot of conventions over the years, and you get to meet people yeah. every weekend, and some people become faces uh, that you avoid, and some people could become faces that you don't avoid, right? And yeah. one of the faces uh, that I didn't ever avoid, and one of the, the people that I always enjoyed chatting to, uh, was the guy that I always used to just call the mug man, right? And he was always next to Perry, who's my mate from Total. So I'd always find them in the convention somewhere, wander around and annoy them for 10 minutes while I was waiting for my stencil to dry or something like that. And um, and I always thought his mugs were great. I bought a better couple and, um, and all that sort of stuff. And sadly, uh, it turns out that the mug man is actually Paul, the mug man, right? Yeah. And unfortunately... Uh, he passed away a little while ago. And I know, it's fucking sad, isn't it? Yeah, it is, especially when it's a face that you've got used to seeing every weekend, yeah, right? And having weird a laugh not with and a bit there, of a chat. Like... It was just weird. What was weird was seeing the mugs and not seeing him mm. sitting behind it with his big smiley face, you know, and all that sort of stuff. So it was, it, seeing the mugs there was lovely, but it was a little bit bittersweet for those of us that spent a lot of weekends chatting with him and having a laugh with him and everything. So I think it was nice to see his family there. It was nice to see yeah. people, um, you know, buying his mugs. We bought some salt shakers that we've wanted for ages that said <laughs> cocaine and heroin on them because we just thought it was really funny and we're badly behaved human beings. So <laughs> he just thought it was really funny. <laughs> I think, he, you know, he's just one of those people that will be missed. He's one of those people that adds, you know, a smile to your day and, you know, the, the people that you get used to seeing and chatting with and, yeah. you know... So, you know, sadly he's passed away, but hopefully, you know, they'll carry on bringing the mugs until they've, until they've run out and, and all that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah, it'd be awesome. And uh, I hope his family are doing well, and, you know, as the representative of the, uh, of the tattoo show, you know, our condolences and our thoughts are with you, and, you know, there's not much you can say beyond that. London, tattoo convention, what did you think, mate? I think it was fucking fantastic. Like, obviously, I wasn't initially going to go because I had a client on the Saturday... Um, but it was like this something was just like you gotta go to London and I've never driven to London before I, I was telling Paul I've never driven to London my, my missus and my daughter when we, when we take them to like the Jurassic World exhibition and I, and I was like well there's something that's telling me that I need to go to London it's a perfect t- opportunity for me to like you know do the drive see if I can do it yeah Um, and I'm glad I did it like it was a fucking exhausting day you know up for up uh, like <laughs> Out of the house at quarter past five in the morning, back at one o'clock in the morning, it fucked me right up. Like, but long old actually days. being there, oh yeah, it was great. It was great. It was good. It was the venue was fucking massive. XL's huge. huge, man. Like there was actually loads of different conventions happening. Yeah, there was multiple conventions. Happening. Yeah, because there was a design convention yeah. and the Jurassic World and a wedding sort of, thing, uh, event, wedding or thing fucking and jewelry or something like that. There was loads, but like it was the, the weather was good. The it was awesome seeing all like loads of old friends. Was like at one point, right? There was like I seen like one of the guys from who works in town, Rich McCann. Uh, one of the guys then uh, Sean from Aberdeen. It's just like three Welsh boys standing there going, "Way!" <laughs> it's like just like the the classic fucking like hello, like it was good. But yeah, it's like met, met up with Dave Corden, had a really good catch up. Yeah, just just seeing everybody it was fucking awesome. I think I had. Um, about 20 minutes to walk around the whole weekend. That was yeah. it. I, I had a quick cup of coffee. I went, right, I'm going on a break for 20 minutes. I went and just caught up with a couple of my mates that I knew were working. And uh, and that was about it. I actually saw less 
of this convention than any convention I've ever yeah, well, you tattooed were flat at before. Out, weren't you? We were flat, flat out, out. Mate. Yeah, we were absolutely flat out making stencils and everything. And that was fun. I had loads of viewers coming up. Fair play. And do you know what? It was really good. We done we done about a thousand stencils over the weekend. Yeah. You know, over the two days. So like five hundred stencils a day. But you didn't have a single problem either. No, we run seven machines without a single problem. Now, what's interesting, if you've got one of these brother printers, I'm gonna make an update video because all seven printers were running on the standard power supplies all weekend. Ooh. Now, I was really worried about that because I've been saying for a long time that you need to throttle them down to 12 volts. Now, actually, somebody did a little while ago in the comments say, no, no, just put stencil mode on, they're absolutely fine. And I said, look, that's not my experience of it. But when I was talking to the brother guys, there have been some updates to stencil mode, right? So you need to make sure you put the latest firmware on your printer. And I'm going to show you how to do that in a video. Um, and basically... As it stands at the moment, in stencil mode, they will run on the standard power supply. I've watched them. Oh, that's fantastic. Do it all weekend. So you, if you've got your standard stencil, uh, you've got your brother printer and you brought the brother power supply, you can just put it into stencil mode. There's two other settings which are critical, which I'm going to put in the video, in the update video. They're not a really big deal, but they made a massive difference to all, mm. all seven of the printers. I went through them all one at a time and kind of configured them. And they, mate, they were flawless. And I felt like when people were coming up and saying, oh, I've, I've heard about these, they just eat the paper and they don't make stencils properly. And then I went, well, just send your, send your file to it straight from your iPad. Because we had it set up as almost self-service yeah. in some places. So you could just connect to a Bluetooth one. Um, and it, like we just all we were really doing by Sunday afternoon was just loading paper for people because so because you know like our studios they send the apprentice with the iPad yeah so once you've connected to the printer once you'd only have to walk up to it and it automatically connects and they just hit print so we were just loading paper in machines <laughs> but you could you know. You could see that people were, um, a couple of people were like, I don't think it's going to work. And I like, look, just, just print it. And then it prints out perfectly. Yeah. And they went, oh, maybe ours isn't set up properly. And I'm like, maybe you should maybe. read the manual or watch one of my videos, maybe. Read in the manual. And, I, and there's, there's a part of me in the back of my head going, I've been fucking saying this for 10 fucking years. Yeah. You know? <laughs> read the fucking manual. So there was a bit of validation in that. So... Um, you know, thank you for the person who commented and said stencil mode is better. Uh, that did make me go and ask the questions and it would appear that they have updated stencil mode and it's working much better. And we didn't have any problems, like literally no problems at all. Um, we were just really, really fucking busy and it's taken oh, me mate, until I today could... to get the purple off my hands. Do you know what we <laughs> Silly, silly man. Silly, silly. The problem is, it's really hard to use your trackpad and operate Photoshop with gloves Ooh, on. Ooh, yeah. So you're kind of caught between the two. So yeah. I was trying to do one glove on, one glove off, and then in the end I was like, do you know what, fuck you it. You're doing I was, a Michael Jackson. Like... Yeah, I just look like a shit Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> and then just as you get to the, you know, the lull at the end of the day, about five o'clock, where you think, okay, we're not going to get too oh, many stencils then. second wind, didn't it? What happened to me then was that I just got the call, Paul, oh, got to be on stage in 10 minutes. <laughs> but do you know what, though? When you left, they were still busy with the stencils, from what I could see. Yeah, still really busy, you know. Yeah. That, and I think that was, that on the Saturday, that was the nervy bit. It was like, can we do this when Paul's not around? 
And uh, the guys, you know, so it's Raj, Carl and Lee, who were uh, the guys from Brother. I had a Brother t-shirt, I'm about to keep covering it up when I'm swearing at people because, you know, you know <laughs> I'm, not, you know, I'm not supposed to be doing that when I'm representing Brother, but I'm, you know, I'm a bad influence, I guess. But they did a great job. I mean, they're not Photoshop experts. Like, literally, I was teaching them the basics about two weeks ago. Yeah. And then they were they had to learn Photoshop under fire, like, literally in the trenches. It's Saturday morning. Everybody on Saturday morning, you could tell everybody was a little bit nervous about being there. Everybody's panicking a little bit and, you know, just trying to get the stencil done and get a coffee and calm down, calm the nerves and everything. So it was um, it was carnage. The first yeah. the first couple of hours of Saturday were were pretty tough, but yeah, I think we we coped with it. We got loads of good feedback from people saying, you know, it, you know, we felt like we was in a pinball machine on Saturday morning. Like I literally felt like I was the pinball in the machine. And then were people coming up going, "This is the slickest operation we've ever seen." And we're looking at each other going, so you don't fucking feel very slick. <laughs> it, was, it did, but no, it you guys seem it... to have a fucking, oh, bang my hand, you guys seem to have a, a fucking good system going. Like, it, it was... I mean, it was they're great. all good, they're all good guys. They're all, they're all quite high up in the company that do, and they're all quite, they're all specialists in their own areas of the yeah. company. So, very quickly, we'd got a process and, you know, this is how we're going to do it. This is how we're going to move stuff around yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff. So... Yeah, it went it went really well. Not sure I'd want to do it again, <laughs> but I think well, I might, you would have to now, wouldn't you? I don't think I'm going to have much of a choice for at least maybe one or two more till till everything's kind of solid, and then we'll see how it goes from there. But yeah, yeah, it was it was, and it was nice to meet people. Quite a lot of people watched the show, so I did a bunch. If you yeah, that was pretty wild. That was. If you watch some of our YouTube shorts, there's a bunch of shorts on the channel now. I just did selfies with everybody that came up and went, oh, watch the show. And I was like, yeah, let's just do a selfie together, you know, just because I thought it was funny. Yeah. Because I didn't think you were coming on Sunday. No, so well, I, was I, gonna... well, I wasn't going to come. It was full on, like, last minute, spur of the moment. Everyone was like, fuck it, let's do it. It was weird because I could see, like, fucking, I was, like, walking around just, like, in footage and stuff and just saying hello. And, like, every now and then you'd be like, Chris! And I'd be like, yeah, and they'd be like, oh, we watched the show. Like some, uh, like one of the guys, he's like an apprentice in the Netherlands and he's like, fucking watch the show. It's helped me a lot. And I'm like, really appreciate anyone taking the time coming up to us and saying things like that. And did it, was, did it, was, it freak you out though? Because like, this is, I guess this oh, is the weird. first time either of us have been in a convention since we started filming the show. And what I found was really weird is, because obviously we've been in your living room every Sunday morning for the last two and a half years, right? Yeah. So we're, we're like your mates that you have a coffee with on Sunday morning, but we don't know you. So what happens is people come up and they talk to you, like, because they've been talking to us, really, or listening to us for a couple of yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. People come up and they, and they go, all right, Paul, and then you're instantly like, you know, I can, obviously it's clearly on my face, like, who are you? And they go, sorry, I watched the show. And I go, oh, okay, that's fine. Not, you know, you're not, you're not a bailiff or anything, then, yeah. are you? <laughs> are you one of the ones I said to you fuck know. off? <laughs> Do you know what? That's the other thing I, I was pleasantly surprised about. Like I said to you after after Brighton, I think there's a big cultural shift happening in tattooing. And I think some of the stuff that, I guess from like our era of conventions, when we would have been doing a lot of conventions a few years ago, mm. I, I've said to you before, I think the 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 overriding vibe in the conventions could be at, time, at times quite poisonous because everybody was quite... Um, narcissistic I think yeah, there was a yeah. lot of like pop stars in our era of that you know and, and all of that oh yeah and having printed 
a thousand stencils and what felt like I met 6,000 people, we actually only had one proper knobhead out of a, like a thousand stencils. So I'm like, that's a really good that's, average, isn't it? And everybody good. else was sound, absolutely sound, you know, just coming up, just over the moon, people thinking they've got to pay for stencils. And us going, no, we might do it for charity in future. Like maybe you can make a donation for a homeless charity or something like that, you know. And But everybody was just like really appreciative, not narcissistic and big-headed pop stars at all, apart from one person. And then there was one other guy that just really wanted to convince me that given that I'm on the brother stand, that the brother printers are nowhere near as good as the inkjets. And I had to, I, so I made a stencil for him and was like, no, you, that'll, that'll stay all day as a piece of realism. Your inkjet stencil won't. I've seen that stuff. It fucking sucks. You need special paper. You need fucking special stencil fluid. We looked into it. Like It's, it's fucking... too expensive. It's way more expensive than just buying a brother printer and making proper stencils. You get these ones and who try to say that the brand new fucking brother printers are better, are not as good as, like, you know, the fucking... 20 year old Pentax ones that are out of like fucking old police cars in, in America and like put stickers on them in the UK yeah they work but do they do they do you know what I've worked them? out mate from the weekend obviously I'm doing a bit of uh, research into this you know when you you've got an iPhone yeah and you meet somebody who's got an Android or if you've got a Mac and you meet somebody with a PC that's where it's all yeah. the, the Android and PC people tell you is how much more processing power they've got and how much more um, things they can do with it and how it's open source yeah. and this, that and the other. I've actually worked out what it is. That this is And this is my opinion, so don't be offended if you've got one. If you've got a brother printer, you're making proper tattoo stencils. If you've got one of them inkjets, you're just printing pictures off the internet and cheating. And my opinion now, walking away from it, is if you're not a real tattooist, that's the thing you're using because you, you don't know how to make a proper stencil or tattoo properly because the people that... Well, <laughs> so don't say the people. The one person that I spoke to, he, the one person that I spoke to, he clearly didn't have a fucking clue about how to make a stencil. He was literally wanting to print... Like, not even a picture found off the internet. Literally something screen-grabbed off some off somebody's Instagram. And he wanted to print that and tattoo it. And he was trying to tell me that that was, that was the way you make tattoos. And I'm like, that's not how you make tattoos, mate. So I think it's become the PC, Mac, Android versus... You know you know when you, somebody says to you, like, no, but mine can do this, mine can do that. And you, you just hold your phone up and go, but this is just easier, mate. Well, that's the thing, yeah. I, I had this discussion in the shop the other day, and it's just like... I, I turn around and they're like, oh yeah, but you know, with a PC it's upgradable. I'm like, yeah, but if you buy a Mac, you buy it to do the job that it needs to do. And it will do that job without any issues for fucking 10 years. Yep. You buy a PC, you got to upgrade it, you got to fanny around with it. Yep. you got fucking viruses at front and centre, and it's just like, ooh, I can upgrade it, but it's a fucking pain in the ass. That is my, my <laughs> overview of it at the moment, is that it would appear to be, and it's the company's own fault because that's how they're selling it, um, what they're actually doing is creating a culture of people who think they're tattooists who can't make a proper tattoo stencil, who, who are just printing pictures off the internet. And I yeah. think that's really dangerous for learning because those people are not going to be good tattooists. That's just not the way to do it. And that does worry me Yeah, a is. bit, you know. It's, I think what, you what know. happens when, you know, you fucking run out of ink? You're fucked. Speaking of ink... Speaking I, of I ink. I may as well mention, yeah, speaking of ink, I fucking got... Because like I managed to grab a couple of goodies while I was up here, 
um, I managed to get a hold of. I was given uh, some uh, Eclipse ink, which is like a reach compliant black. Um, and I was also given, I picked up some of the raw platinum range, which is reach compliant and everything like that. So I've been tattooing with that for the past few days. Nice. And it's not bad. I like it so far. Yeah. Like it's very strange, as in like, and I don't mean I don't I don't mean strange. It's very different to what we've used to. Like I've seen people on line saying like, oh, it's fucking like piss water. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot more liquidy than normal ink. It's like the viscosity is far more fluid, but it does still seem like it's quite pigment dense. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like the I was using the black today. Um, started a leg piece, and. The black, that Eclipse black, went in really fucking nice, actually. Really yeah. nice, considering it's reach compliant and it's piss water, for so what people say. But the I really liked using the raw. Um, I think I've mixed my own new colour as well. Very I mixed nice. a, a really cool shade of green with blue, and I come up with this really fucking nice teal. So that shows to me that those colours mix well together. And also, I did mix it with standard ink as well, So because obviously I didn't pick up the white. Um, but I mix it with like the standard white, so it, it, it's cross compatible. I would say yeah. with like the current inks that we have. But yeah, it was uh, nice to use, and also picked up the Rotary Works machine as well. Nice. That's a little uh, pocket rocket. That is. Chris was telling me he had a conversation with Dale yes. at Rotary Works. So there's some Rotary Works content coming up in the future. Hopefully, we still got to figure it out. You know, probably after Christmas now. Yeah. By the time we've got it figured out, but it should be a really fun episode. That should. We'll tell you more about that when we've uh, when we've got a bit nearer to it, but we think we're going to have a bit of fun there. It was, it's a good laugh, you know. Did was, you go on the dodgems or the? Did no, you play a free game of pinball? No, I did, you no, didn't go on the waltzers. Do you know? I didn't go on them. Like at the very, I, I just kept steering away from them because I was just trying trying to grab footage and saying hello, and finding coffee and yeah. that's one thing from an artist's perspective as well like if i was working at that convention one thing i think is really nice is that they had an artist's room so like i i, I hit a point like where i was like fuck i'm starving I'm thirsty i've walked like a million miles already and i need something and then someone's like oh there's an artist's room fucking goes in there coffee chocolate bars fucking pot noodles and everything and i was like there's not many conventions that I've been to over the last few years has had a specific, you know, area that is for artists. Like even when I used to work Liverpool all the time, like I'd always work Liverpool, and there was never an artist's area. It was like if you want food, you've got to pay for it. Like do you mean? Yeah, it's a more European idea that is. I didn't want to pay like eight quid for a black coffee. Like do you mean? <laughs> yeah, I and mean, that's what we were saying. Like the the free, like because there's there's like a fun fair. If you didn't manage to go, then we'll we'll be showing you some footage as we're chatting. But there's a free fun fair in there. Uh, so if you've got the kids with you, and it was all totally free. Um, and I, I do think that goes a little way to um, to taking the sting out of London beer prices, which if you're not from London and you're not used to them, they're a little bit like, you what? I thought you said that was going to be that? No, oh, oh my God, it is that much for one pint? You know, do, I, 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 I need, like, do I need to take out a mortgage for a yeah, round? It is, <laughs> it is London, unfortunately, so um, the prices yeah. are a little bit expensive. Well, did you? Th uh, you might not have seen it, but um, there's all... Around XL, there's a bunch of restaurants that you can go to, which were which were pretty good. On the outside, you know, on, the on the outside. outside like, so, I I catch I I did go outside for a little bit. So I did an interview with a few people, and um, I noticed there was like a load of restaurants. It looks like a really cool area. Like next year, 
100% I'm fucking taking uh, my missus and my daughter up. Yeah, I was talking to, when I was talking to Perry and Martin, who were the organisers of the show, I said to them, because they were, they were trying to work out where to have the after show and everything, and I said, don't bother. The artists will decide over the next couple of years where we're all going for the after show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the artists tend to all congregate in wherever they, you know, they feel most yeah. comfortable. So I think the artists tend to drive that a little bit. What did you think of the, um, the quality of tattooing? Because you probably saw more of it than me, because I only saw what oh, was entered into the competition. So far, oh, speaking of the competitions, we'll get on that in a minute. And this is one, and this would be one of the reasons why I, uh, there's a couple of reasons why I didn't go on stage. And uh, one of the reasons is because of the competition. Uh, but yeah, some of the artwork I seen was fantastic. It was, I seen this amazing uh, turtles, like, you no, know, like t t uh, Ninja Turtles. I saw that one. Like a Raphael, I think it was like a Raphael. Oh, I Ra it was that. Raphael, yeah. I had to ask the audience which one it was because I can't remember which one's which based on the bandana. On the guy's leg, colour, isn't it? And it was, Raf it was on a guy's leg, oh, Raphael. It was, a, it was a banging tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it was many, really saturated tattoo. Yeah. It was beautiful. So many, yeah. Yeah, so many good tattoos there. I don't think I've seen a bad tattoo. Everybody see, and like everybody seemed to be busy. Everybody seemed to be like just, just like, you know, vibing with the, the good atmosphere. It was just fucking, it was like there was just a good atmosphere. Everybody was happy. We had one guy make a special journey to come and thank us at the brother booth this is how busy people were um and maybe it's partly to do with how, how efficient we were at printing stencils and he said with the old stencil printing setup he would do about five tattoos in a day and he'd done 15 that day so he came over and gave uh, one of the guys a, a, a piece of artwork that he'd made oh, as a thank nice. you. He said, "Like you've, I've literally made out like a bandit this weekend. I've done three times more work than I would normally do. So I'm over the moon because my stencils are just coming straight back, you know, and all that yeah. sort of stuff." So, and it's easier, like percentages and things like that. But speaking of, uh, yeah, Paul was on stage and I was on the side of the stage filming. Uh, yeah, because B was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna be on stage." And I was like, "Oh, I don't know about that. I mean, I'm not like." Paul's an old rock star. Like I'm a bit like number one. I was like, what the, what the fuck are we gonna say? Number two, I'm a bit like I'm. I, I was saying this to people on the weekend. I was like, they were like, yeah, but you film a podcast. I was like, yeah, but I'm in a room by myself, and sometimes I wait until everyone has left the shop. So I will build up. I will get there, and I will one day be on stage with Paul chatting shit because it, you know it, it, I think it'd be a laugh. But the other side of it is like the part of me that cannot not say things. Because, like, you were doing the black and grey fucking competition, and I feel like if I was on stage, I would have been like, that's a really good tattoo, but it's not black and grey. Get the fuck off the stage. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like people doing, like, ta put, people are entering tattoos that have colour in it, and it, I'm sorry if I'm coming across as, like, oh, I'm being really too fucking strict, but if you've got a tattoo that's got, like, red all through it, and, like, green in it as well, it's like, I was standing here with Chris. We were like, well, that's not black and grey. That's not black and grey. Yeah, but if you'd have, if you'd have listened, uh, they did have a rule for black and grey. This was with, with large black and grey. You are allowed 10% of the tattoo to be in colour. Ah, that was the rule. You were allowed 10% of colour. Still not black and grey, That's black with 10% colour. Well, I guess it's not pure black and grey then, but you have to you have to allow for the fact that genres move. So black and grey now does have colour in it. Otherwise, you, we wouldn't be doing any of those tiger tattoos with blue eyes. It uh, there is yeah, a bit of colour in. They uh, are starting to incorporate coloured elements into black and grey, and we do have to allow for things moving. You know what I mean? I have a question for you, and this is I think this is something that's always caused like a big fucking stir in tattooing. 
when you do a black and gray tattoo using true grays, people seem to think that that's not black and gray because it's the color gray. Yeah. Like, do you mean you got the different tones, but it's still black and gray. It's just not black and water shaded gray. Do you know what I mean? Grey wash, let's say, sorry. Do you know what I think the big problem is? I think the big problem is the terminology. If we actually refer to uh, tattoos with no colour in them by their right name, right? If they were called mono, so they're monochromatic tattoos, right? Um, then we would, you know, so there's only one tone, right, throughout it, right? Then we, because we say black and grey, we don't say black and grey with a bit of red. If we said monochromatic tattoos, it's just the terminology, really. People go, that's not just black and grey. I, I, there's a part of me that would love to see the competitions be, if it's got colour in it, it's not a black and grey tattoo, that's that. You know what I mean? But I do know... Because... You know, over the years, I've fallen foul of that because when, when I first started doing my tattoos well, and entering them into competitions... They invent a fucking category for you, They literally they? had to invent a category to fit me and three or four of my mates in. Yeah, it was me, Zoyle, Noon, yeah. Scribbly category, like, with no background. How do you think they should have called it what the fuck is that category? You know, because that was kind of it. Wibbly-wobbly. You know, 12, 13 years ago, it really was, what the fuck is that? Yeah. It's like... <laughs> You know, no, and but that was interesting to see how much the avant-garde categories moved on. Yeah, you know, because there was nothing that would fall into that trash polka thing. You know, do you know what I mean? That the, the avant-garde and you know, with, with the graphic tattooing that's moved into surrealism, there was a lot more interesting um, takes on not traditional tattooing, which I thought was lovely. You know. And there's some good quality tattoos in that as well. I, w I was just looking up avant-garde. I've never really w fucking looked up what avant-garde means, and I'm looking at it now, and I'm like, all right, yeah, fair enough. Anything goes. Yeah, basically, yeah. So you yeah. could have black and yeah. grey with a bit of colour, like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, realistically, avant-garde, anything fits in yeah. that category. You know, it's a bit of a so catch-all if, if category. If, if you're really. being, like, really wild and out of the box, and you're like, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to do a fucking lion with a crown with blue eyes. Avant-garde. There you go. Avant-garde. You know with what I mean? Only God can judge me. <laughs> <laughs> so, all in all, it was good. Yeah, I was speaking of that time, right? <laughs> I seen a meme the other day, and it was like, lions in the wild, and it was just a picture of a lion. <laughs> Fucking crown on, <laughs> fucking chain and blue eyes just standing in the fucking in the wherever they fucking Africa yeah. like, innit? You know, will he go back next year? Oh yeah, fuck I. If they'll have us, yeah, definitely. I said yeah. that. I was like, I, I, I said to fucking yeah. Martin, I was like, tea party, we will be there. Let me know the dates. Um, yeah, tea party, we come in. Uh, definitely do the um, the big north if you're down. Big north, yeah, uh, and. Like, we'll do um, the, the London again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what would be fucking awesome. There was that bar that they had, like the bus. Yeah. Now, they looked like there was an upstairs in that. Now, what I think would be really cool is, like, if we could have a chat with them and just say at some point in the day, maybe, because it depends how quiet it is up in there, if we could just take the cameras up and do some fucking interviews up in the upstairs of the bus. Film it in the last hour or two of the show, you know what I mean? You know, when things are quieting down a little bit, you know. It should be all right from an yeah, audio yeah. point of view. Just go fucking wild, get, get some GoPros and film it on the fucking... Get some GoPros, the film it on like, the bus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the Dodgems, isn't it? Yeah, try and film an interview on the Dodgems. Yeah. That'd be really funny, actually. Yeah, that'd be really good. You know, but I thought the, I thought the venue was really good. I thought 
Something that's, that we fall foul of occasionally um, is the event staff. And I think the event staff was really good. There were a, a couple of little little um, a little things that need to be squared away, you know, like, but it's first year of the show. You can have a few little teething troubles, but the, um, the event staff for XL were really, really sound, given that, you know, they're not, they're, you know, there's a wedding convers- you know, yeah. um, convention going on and then you get all these, like, tattooed weirdos descending on it. They were super nice, weren't they? They were just very professional, very helpful. They weren't dicks at do all. You was, think, that was though, nice. Do you think, though, that that is basically because they're not dealing with a bunch of fucking tattooists with egos like they used to? It is a difficult thing to do, but I think uh, this year, for the first time, the big London show, first outing, very professional, very well done, and I think it'll only get better and better. Do you feel like excited for tattooing again? I feel like fucking. I've come back from that, and I'm just like, even though I am fucking exhausted, right? Yeah. I still feel I'm buzzing. I was like, that was such a good fucking show. Do you know what I think done it for me? Because I was meeting a lot of apprentices who were being sent round to the booth to print artwork, and I met a lot of artists who were bringing their work round on their own iPads or their own flat artwork to be scanned and printed out. Um, I saw just loads of great, you know, artwork. Yeah. Well, I saw it and went, man, I'd have that tattoo. Come and tell me if the guy doesn't get the tattoo, I'll come and get it. Because I saw some stuff that I was like, I just think that's a banging tattoo. And then, of course, later on, because I've got no reference in front of me, when I'm standing on the stage, uh, then the, the thing comes up and I go, shit, I printed the stencil for that a few hours ago. <laughs> you know? And it's it was... Really nice to see. I mean, I, like, after Brighton, I said to you, I think that we've had, we're having a big cultural shift. I think we're having a yeah. almost like a fourth turning of tattooing, where there's there's a the big, like there's a like the the old guard, if you like, are, are kind of starting to step down, and the the new guys are coming through, and new attitudes coming through. There's not so many narcissists and pop stars, and everybody's fucking cool and just wants to draw and live the dream and all that sort of stuff. And I just think that this the convention felt good it had a wicked vibe in there you know what I mean everything didn't feel uncomfortable you know what I mean yeah and, and it just it didn't feel competitive or anything like that even the competitions were well natured you know everybody was just yeah, having they, a good time uh, the, and not taking it seriously it was fun the, I noticed the competition took on a different uh, a different process I'm, I've ever seen like with the tool tokens thing I was like I was like, this is pretty cool. Yeah, that was a new one on me. I had to have that explained to me a couple of times because I was like, I've never seen this. What are we doing? Because like, I, I, I only caught on like the, the first, like the, maybe the arse end of the explanation. I, I just heard the word token and then they win. i like, because I didn't hear all of it. I was like, what are these motherfuckers doing? Like what they do on Britain's Got Talent? Like you get the golden buzzer. You fucking do it. It's like, <laughs> Fuck, he's wins, yeah. they win. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was funny. I was just, you know, I was busy being in the middle of the shit. I was part of the shit Anton deck doing Gogglebox because we were basically watching the screen and commenting on what was going on the screen. I was like, I said to Perry halfway through, I went, is this Gogglebox? We're just doing Gogglebox, aren't we? You know, it was, it was, it was, I was funny. Like, it was weird and funny. I you was know. trying to get your attention to get a shot of your ratty dreads on stage, like, you know. <laughs> 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 I've sorted them out I've seen my hair from the back now somebody filmed it from the back so I've sorted my ratty dreads out you, you like, well asleep on them my goodness yeah. is that the back of my head <laughs> holy shit is that the back of my head oh dear oh, oh well there you go oh goodness touch his life but uh, no, but no it was alright it was, it was weird because I haven't stood on the stage for a little while with a microphone you know it's, it's been a minute uh, since I did that and um, yeah. it was amazing 
how, how fucking comfortable that is. You know what I mean? I'm pretty comfortable in the world of tattooing, but you fucking throw a mic at me and stand me on a stage and, you know, even one of our guys, Sam, who's my oldest apprentice, right, um, he turned around to me and he said, in the 12 years that I've known you, um, that's the most comfortable I've ever ever seen you doing anything. He said, you could tell that that's where you grew up. You grew up doing that, didn't mm. you? And I was like, well, not comparing, but yeah, I, that's kind of was what I did. It just felt like really simple and straightforward, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just Which thought- was nice because it kind of reminded me that two things I got reminded of. One is that I do genuinely enjoy tattoo conventions. Yeah. And secondly, I do genuinely enjoy being on stage, you know. But I'm not making a fucking album. I'm not making no. an album. I'm not going on tour. It's fine. Don't worry about that. And on that note... Yeah, yeah. And on that note... So what's, what are we giving? The the, uh, the very first um, big London tattoo show. Marks out of... Shall we give them marks out of five? Is it that tattoo show approved? Oh, 100%. Is this time for me to put the that tattoo show approved graphic on the screen? Well, uh, for me, uh, well, uh, obviously I'll have to wait until next year when you know, hopefully I'll work it. And like I, I did pitch an idea to Perry, um, so which filming there again? Yeah. Like because I, I this was a, a, a tester. I didn't take my proper rig. I was just like, I'm not taking that much fucking gear with me now. I, I'm like right next time I am gonna take my proper rig, so get some really nice fucking shots. Yeah. Um, but yeah, fuck I. Next, yeah, amazing. I mean, I'm at, for the, for their first year. I think they did a five out of five. I think they smashed it. Well, you know? yeah, oh, yeah. And I think the the brother guys, you know, because I spent all weekend with those guys. Um, considering, you know, printing stencils isn't their forte, and using Photoshop, and they literally learnt that under fire or in the trenches doing it sort of thing, you know, to use even more war analogies. I think those guys absolutely killed it as well. I mean, they were superstars. That tattoo show certified. That tattoo show certified. Like that. There you go, certified. Everybody had a great time. I asked the audience both days if they'd enjoyed themselves and if they'd come back, and they all said, yeah. Obviously, being a London audience, they're quite quiet. They're a bit noisy. I've seen that video. It's like, is everyone having a good time? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's London audiences. Yeah. That's what you always had when you're playing in bands as well. They're they're a bit more subdued. It's because they're city people, right? They, they you have to do a lot to impress them. Yeah. And a white a white bloke with ratty dreads isn't that impressive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with no script, you know. <laughs> so that's it. London, five out of five. Well done. Everybody had a good time. No complaints. Awesome. Absolutely smashed it first year. Can't wait for next year. I think it's going to be great. Uh, venue was brilliant. Staff were great. Easy to get to as well, you know. Yeah. It's, um, well, it's really, like really, driving. really easy venue easy to drive. To to. Yeah, just easy to get to. I mean, from us, it was it's just off the end of the M11, which is motorway in England. You know, just off that two two islands, and you're at XL. It's great, Do you know, easy. I didn't even have to fucking pay any of the because he had like low emission zones and all that. We have to pay to go through. It's one of the perks of having a hybrid. Didn't have to pay any charges. Electro car. Yeah, didn't yeah. pay no charges. <laughs> Low emissions in my two-litre petrol engine. So with that, guys, we'll have been, we must have been talking for about three hours about this. Uh, so that your coffee's cold. Um, go and get another one. And your dinner's probably ready. Your dinner's probably ready by now. Um, so this has been our convention report. Yes. Chris is going to be putting together a little video montage of all the uh, of all the other footage that we can't fit into this episode. Uh, so we'll be putting that up as well so you can get a good look at the convention, see what you think of it. If you didn't work it this year, get your application forms in as quick as you can. Hit up the guys at Total and the Big London Tattoo Show and um, you'll have a great time. I've been Paul. And I've been Chris. And this has been That Tattoo Show and we'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Yeah.